Coming soon to a theater near you. Nope. And then it's a special TV event. Not at all. How about a once-in-a-lifetime concert? Let me ask, have you ever actually listened to the What Else with Corey Mann podcast? Well, uh, Just read the reviews. Big Kid at Heart says there are lots of radio guys with podcasts. No, really read the reviews. Corey oh. asked insightful questions, lets our favorite CCM artists really tell their stories. You'll feel like you're just in a room with a group of friends. Well, sounds like I better check it out. The What Else with Corey Mann podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Welcome, everybody, to episode 111 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host. He's wearing my favorite color so that he can match my eyes. It's Grant Youngsma. What's up, Grant? Phil, your favorite color is black. <laughs> that would be weird, wouldn't it? You have black eyes? You have brown eyes, probably. I have brown eyes. Okay. Yeah. Brown's not my favorite color, but I like brown. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by a special guest this week. We're very excited. We've been trying to do this for like three months now. Uh, she's been dreaming of a true love's kiss. It's Caitlin Youngsma. Thanks for joining us, Caitlin. You're welcome. But your true love is here, so you're not exactly dreaming of a true love's kiss. Yeah, I guess so. You guys can smooch after the podcast is over. Just okay. Just keep keep it in your um, sweater. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to talk about Enchanted uh, tonight. Well, tonight as we're listening, as we're you're listening to this probably like at six o'clock in the morning, but we're recording this at night. Um, excited to talk about Enchanted. We have been trying to do this since December, and Caitlin uh, said no, and then said yes, and then I said no, and then I got sick for three weeks, <laughs> and it's been a nightmare to try to schedule this thing. Um, D- Enchanted is new to Disney Plus. Uh, it just came out on Disney Plus Day, right? No, it was... I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the uh, the sequel. It was announced for Disney Plus Day. Didn't... When did Enchanted... Has Enchanted always been on Disney Plus since day one? I'm totally confused right now. Mm, I, don't so. I don't think so. It, didn't it come last year? Yeah, I, I think it came around December, November, okay. something like that. But it wasn't Disney Plus Day. It was just like around that date. Yeah. In, yeah. in a late... Uh, last part of last year. So, yeah. So, obviously a huge ad. That's That's a big movie especially for i mean we'll talk about the movie here in, in great detail but um i imagine caitlin you you were pretty much like the perfect age when that movie came out in 2007 i think yeah you were what 16 yeah i think so 15 or 16 so perfect age something like that um i enjoyed going back to it this week we'll, we'll talk about that uh here in a little bit um if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, we're going to get into Enchanted here in a little bit, but we like to do Disney Plus news of the week first. Uh, Grant, what would you like to talk about? Well, um, for the past couple of weeks, we've talked about how the mature content was coming to Disney Plus, but... Um, it had not been confirmed that it was coming to the United States. It was supposed to come to Canada, Great Britain, and so forth. But just last week, they announced that all the mature content um, of the Marvel shows will be coming to Disney Plus in the United States on March 16th. Yeah, that's like imminent. <laughs> yep. As we're recording this, that's in like nine days. Um, so, and it's it's everything, isn't it? Because like mm-hmm. the original rumor was like, oh, it's they're going to start with Daredevil, but it's everything. Yeah, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist, Agents of Shield. Which I mean, Agents of Shield alone is a ton of episodes. Yeah, so there's quite a bit. I would say the Defenders. I, I haven't counted it, but the Defenders stuff is probably between like forty and fifty episodes worth of content. All of all of which are probably about an hour long. Yeah. So you're talking about like maybe forty five hours <laughs> of stuff to watch to catch up on if you've never seen a Netflix show, which you haven't seen any of them, right? Mm-mm. 
So, I mean, some of it's going to be, you know, must watch. Some of it's going to be, eh, you know, maybe skip it. Um, I, everything that I've watched, I would say definitely must watch. Um, I think you start with Daredevil season one for sure because that's the first one that came out. Um, but yeah, that the whole catalog, man, is coming coming out. And I, the biggest part of this story that I was shocked about was the fact that it's coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I know that was the rumor, but I was like, no, they won't do that in the states. It'll come to Hulu. And sure enough, it's coming to Disney Plus. Um, yep. I'm floored by that. So the article that we um, read about, it says that there's going to be new parental controls. Yeah. So it pretty much sounds like you're going to have to sign off to watch any, any material that is 14 plus. I'm, I'm a little surprised that they don't have more details on it considering it's literally coming next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is what the article says. Uh, let me kind of read it verbatim here. But um, it says, okay, on March 16th, this is for the States. If you're listening to this from like Canada or whatever, it's probably, it, may, it might be different for you. But um, in the United States, on March 16th, um, subscribers will need to update their parental controls in order to watch content that is rated higher than TV 14 or PG 13. I, w- I would assume is kind of in that bucket. So rated R basically content yeah. or D- TVMA. Um, a pop-up will appear on that day to allow subscribers to do so. In addition, each profile will have to have its, its parental control set. So if you have like, you know, three or four profiles on your account, mm-hmm. you'll have to manually go into each account one at a time and set those separately i think i think what i read was if you don't do anything like if you decide no i'm not going to go in there and tweak with stuff it just automatically relegates your account to only tv 14 and below like Mm. it it just it won't show you the defender stuff by default you you have to go in there and like it's opt opt out like you have to opt into it um interesting yeah by default it will be opt out so and i think that they're doing that just to cover their butts like just to make sure that yeah that's probably the Easiest way for them not to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm so excited. This is not like a um, Deadpool future. I, I didn't ever see coming. Like, I never thought that that would actually be something that we'd ever see on Disney Plus is Deadpool and Daredevil and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, here we are, man. And, and they did it. They turned around from their original mantra because like when they launched Disney Plus, they were like, pretty affirmative about this is going to be for families. Yeah. And here we are two, what, two years and four months in and mm-hmm. they're already backpedaling. Yep. So interesting. It is very interesting. Do you think anyone is going, can you think of a, a family scenario, situation or a scenario where people will be upset with this? Like, is this going to, I don't think so. Offend people. Cause I mean, all, streaming services have some adult content right and i i realize there's a big difference between the mcu movies and these tv shows but i mean some of those mcu movies have a lot of like adult language in it right so i mean i realize that some of these shows are bringing other adult elements into it but I don't see, I mean, I could see there being a population that gets rid of it because of this, but I mean, it's as easy as not doing the parental controls and then you won't even see that stuff. Yeah. I wonder how many people are, are going to be like, well, I don't watch, I don't care about that content anyways. And just literally just hit hit the exit button or cancel or whatever, Mm -hmm. like not even go in and set up their, their controls. But I mean, yeah, on March 16th, on that day, I'm definitely going in to my account and turning, you know, hitting dials and stuff like that to make it to make it work. So, yeah, I do wonder if if people will be upset if there's not a gatekeeping for um, we talked. I think we talked about this briefly about like password, like you have to enter a password to exit a kid's account mm-hmm. or to get into an adult account or something like that. I don't want my five year old to pull up Daredevil. <laughs> Yeah, or Jessica Jones, um, and we've talked about this already. But it just if you're just tuning in, like, there's full on like adult love scenes in some of those shows um, with nudity and lots and lots of f bombs, like just all over the place. Uh, especially in I remember there being a lot in Daredevil. 
Um, and then just real, just gratuitous, like really, really in your face violence. Yeah. So just blood splatters everywhere. So yeah, if you're watching, um, if you have kids accounts and stuff like that, I, you know, by default, they won't be able to see that stuff, but I would still go in there and just manually restrict it. However you, you need to, if that's, if that's your, your thing. Yeah. Um, but dude, I'm so excited. I, I don't think I'll go back and rewatch anything I've watched before. Although I might, I'm very tempted on Jessica Jones. I really, really liked that show a lot. Okay. That was my favorite um, uh, series that I saw. Um, the stuff I didn't watch before, I watched like the first half of Luke Cage season one. I didn't watch any of Luke Cage. I think there's a Luke Cage season two. I didn't watch any of that. Um, I didn't watch Iron Fist, and then I didn't watch. Um, De- Defenders just because I hadn't watched Luke Cage or Iron Fist. <laughs> like, I didn't know who those characters were. So, yeah, I, I might go back and watch some of the stuff that I missed. Um, so, we have access to Hulu, and I would have watched it there as well, but it's, it sure is convenient just to have it all in one place, all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, So for sure. Um, will you go back and watch any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I haven't even seen Agents oh, really? of S.H.I.E.L.D. Dude... I don't know about that show. It's the first season is pretty good. Yeah. Um, if there's a lot of pro- promise of like, Oh, like, you know, maybe we'll do this. What Maybe we'll do that. Um, and then you get into season two and you're like, okay, you're still not doing some of the stuff we're expecting. Yeah. And then by season three, I was out, man. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it was, I just felt like I was going to be waiting for years and years to see any kind of excitement. I gotcha. So, I would say maybe skip that one. I think it's what the other part of the story that we're, we haven't talked about is uh, canon, like MCU canon, because mm-hmm. um, they like decanonized Agents of Shield. Yeah, and I guess this is them bringing that back back in. I mean, I guess so. It's on Disney Plus. So. Yeah, very interesting indeed. Any other things to add on that nope. story? That's all I got. I think we have more to say, but we already said a lot of it over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, as we were excited just about the rumors that were floating around. So it's official uh, March 16th as you're listening to this next week. Um, if you're listening to this episode right when it comes out. So pretty exciting. Um, the other story that I wanted to talk about it, and this is probably a quick discussion. It's just a silly thing to mention. Um, we, you and I have kind of gone round and round about the Muppets stuff. A lot of it's not very good in my opinion. Um, some of the older movies and stuff like that are great. But I couldn't get into the, the recent Muppet show, like the 2021 or 2020 Muppet show, whatever it was. Um, here's the story. Disney Plus, uh, Disney announces new Muppet series based on the Electric Mayhem. So this is the uh, the rock band, the funky rock band that, that plays on the Muppet show. It goes all the way back to the 70s and everything like that. You've seen them in movies and stuff like that, that too. They're getting an entire show uh, devoted just to them. Um, friend of the show and, and guest, many time guest, um, Jerry McMullen. We need to have him on again uh, soon, but um, uh, sent this story to me and I was like, yes, <laughs> I like this idea a lot. So uh, for, honestly, like I would, I would watch a movie. Like I would watch an electric, electric mayhem um, kind of, you know, band film, you know, that, like a, that thing you do kind of film, but about mm-hmm. the electric mayhem, like how they got started or whatever, you know, all the silliness that could ensue with that. But I think a show um, is a good fit. I think for this kind of thing, they're, they are second tier Muppets. Like these are Muppets that you know by name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the band name more than, you know, their individual names. Um, I, all, all I know is Dr. Teeth because it's Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem. Okay. So, but um, will you watch this? Probably not. <laughs> I don't even sure. I, I'm excited about it. And I'm not sure I will watch it. <laughs> I I will probably wait for reviews to see what people are saying about it before I yeah. I put it on. Or I might put it on the first the first episode. But I think it's I I think the interesting part of the story for me is just that the Muppets for me used to be so good, and their recent stuff just isn't. In my opinion, I mm-hmm. I, I haven't enjoyed the the new Muppet show at all. And I gave it a pretty good chance. I watched several episodes. Just, yeah. I was, I, I was like, I just, I'm giving up on this. So, but yeah, a, a more focused, if, if that's the appropriate word for Muppets, story about just these characters might be interesting. And especially because I'm so into music. I, yeah. play, I play music, um, you know, sing, write you music. You could sometimes. be on to something, Phil. Yeah, maybe it, it could have... Um, a certain quality. I also feel like it needs to be very short, like five episodes or something like that. 
because I think there's only so much electric mayhem <laughs> people can can handle. But anyways, it's it's going to be called the Muppets Mayhem, and uh, let's see, do they have a release date? I don't know if they've even started filming it. I, I don't know. It, I would imagine probably later this year, but I don't. I don't see a release date on this. They just announced it that it's coming. So, but um, yeah, I think this it's going to come down to the writing. Is the writing good or is it? Something? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's usually what we're looking at with Disney Plus. It all falls down to the writing. Yeah, I just I don't have. I know this is like so mean, but like I don't have high hopes based on what I've seen so far from them recently. Maybe they have new writers. Maybe they have, um, you know, different staffing for that kind of thing. But yeah, if you don't have high hopes, Phil, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> that's true. Very true. All right. Uh, I think that's it for the news. Um, let's get into the discuss the review discussion for today, which is Enchanted. Um, Caitlin, we're going to start with you here in a second. I'm going to just bust out like a few facts about the movie. And then I want you to, kind of kick us off on our discussion um, just because I know you're very excited and it's like the whole reason we wanted you on the show is just to talk about this movie. Um, so uh, this is kind of the movie, just to kind of intro the film. Um, for most people, I would say maybe almost every uh, movie lover, this is what made Amy Adams. Like th- this is the movie that made her like a household name. She had been in several films in very small roles or like indie films where she had a major role. But this was like really her first like big entry to Hollywood. In fact, they, I read that they like auditioned like over 200, like 300 girls for the role of Giselle. And she was like number 247. Like she was just like one in the mix of many, many actresses that were trying for it. Um, uh, came out in 2007. Uh, came out about four years after Elf, which I think there's some ca- comparisons to make between those, the two movies. Um, it's uh, the premise is basically this prince that is going to get married and a queen that wants to stop it, and um, the princess ends up, or the would-be princess ends up in the real world. So, I had forgotten how much animated there is in this movie. By the way, there's a I saw one side that said there's about 13 minutes of just only animated sections of the movie so uh caitlin talk about uh enchanted when you first saw it um how many times you've seen it what it means to you i'm sure it's like you know influenced your life in huge ways it's it helps you meet grant i I don't know what the story is (laughs) um i guess i don't really remember when i first saw it i know i've seen it quite a few times um I mean, I guess the thing that draws me to it the most is I love Disney princess movies, of course. So, yeah. And it definitely is that. And I think it's um, cool how it's animated and then it goes into the live action, how it has like both things in it. And then, of course, the music is another big thing that drew me to it because the songs are super catchy. and The songs are great. Here's, here's one thing that I had forgotten is there's only three, there's only like three songs that she actually sings. Yeah. Um, I, I remembered this being like more of a musical. Um, the, the big number in central park is about halfway through the film. And then that's kind of it. Like there, there, there's like the song that they sing or that they, uh, dance to at the ball or whatever. But like, as far as like big in your face numbers, it's pretty much over by like 40 minutes in. Yeah. And yet I agree with you. The, the songs in this movie are really good. <laughs> like I was, I, I watched it and then I found myself just humming, um, the, uh, um, that's how, that's how he knows. I don't know yeah. the titles of the songs, but it gets stuck in your head very oh, that easily. That one's really sure. catchy. Yeah. Yeah. And the steel drums at the beginning. Yeah. That's, I don't know. We'll talk a lot about that scene and that, that, that scene, I'm telling you that, that one scene, that one song where they're, She's like growing a, a building crowd and like are following her and dancing yeah. and singing. That is one of the most memorable scenes I've ever seen in any musical just because of how it's shot. It's so, it's absolutely amazing. And um, I read that they had like 300 extras and 150 dancers for this. I, I'm wow. telling you, you've, you've not seen something like this very often in film. And I remember seeing it in theaters and going, that was incredible. I have, I've almost never seen something like that before. So that it was just for that one scene alone that it was a big reason why I wanted to watch it again and then talk about it on the show. But, yeah. Um, were you familiar? Do you remember being familiar with 
Probably not Amy Adams when you saw this, unless you came to it late. No, I don't think so. Um, so I mean, I mean, I don't really think I knew who Idina Menzel was either because at the time she wasn't really super huge either. Yeah, and she was she was big in on Broadway, which means no, nothing else yeah. out here in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, and I think she had already won a Tony or whatever, but no one, I mean, no one that goes only goes to movies knew who she was. I forgot she was even in this movie. Yeah. Like in a post Frozen because she doesn't really like. I mean, her singing isn't like a big deal in this movie at all. Like she doesn't sing, does yeah. she? No. Yeah, she. And I, I, I saw an interview with her. Uh, some text from it that she was talking about how honored she was. She actually felt honored that they did not ask her to sing because that was all the only thing she was ever known for. Yeah. So they're like, we just want you to come and just act. And yeah. she's like, you want me to be an actress? Like, yes, I'll do yeah. that. You know. So I think this is probably the first thing that it was like she was just an actress. Yeah. Yeah, and she's great, by the yeah. way. Like, she's really good in it, even though she's her role's really, really small. Um, were you familiar with Patrick Dempsey? Like, I, I guess he was a really big yeah, actor I was, before this. Yeah, I was familiar with him just because of, like, I mean, I never really watched Grey's Anatomy, I guess, but, like, I knew what it was and had seen, like, that he was in it. Yeah. Uh, but, so he would have been, for. I mean, Amy is not the big draw for this film because, I mean, she's a big, she's a household name now, but, yeah. like, at the time she wasn't, so... Really, the the biggest name. Well, James Marston maybe too, but Patrick Dempsey would have been the name on the poster. Like, yeah. c- come to see Dempsey. Yeah. Um. So, and Susan Sarandon maybe, but she's a really small role in this movie too. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, another thing I read was like C- Central Park. A lot of the people that you see in the backgrounds of the shots are like like everyday human beings like that just happened to be in the park that day and they they heard like a rumor like hey patrick dempsey's over there and they were trying to get close to him because he was such a a celebrity at the time especially that people were like trying to get close to patrick dempsey as they were trying to film this this scene so a lot of the people that you see in the shot are not actually extras Um, interesting yeah um what made you want to go back to this movie have you seen when was uh, if you hadn't watched it for this po- podcast? When was the last time that you saw it? Just because you wanted to to watch it? Mm. I mean, I'd say a few years ago. We we watched it quite a bit with like Grant's sisters. They really like it too. So I think that was probably the last time I watched it was with them a few yeah. years ago. But but yeah, when it was on Disney Plus, it I was like, oh, I want to watch that again because it was I hadn't seen it for a while and. I, I think the music is the biggest thing where I was like, oh, I want to go back and listen to the songs again. And uh, my only so. thing, my I said this kind of already, but my only thing is I just I wish there were more of them. Yeah. Because um, the songs are really good. I just I, I they they just need like one more song in like the third act or something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the most confusing thing to me is like, why didn't you put any music in the second half of this film? Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. It's it's really really good. Uh, Grant, what are your thoughts on this movie? Do you, let me start with this. Do you like this movie? <laughs> yeah, this movie is pretty good. Um, I'm a big... Um, uh, animated movies have always been a part of my life. I enjoy animated movies, and this is kind of one of those first movies where animated meets real-life action, and I think they hit it out of the park with this movie. Um, this movie has stuff to offer for everybody, um, romance, comedy, um, some suspense and so forth. So I really do enjoy this movie. Yeah. We haven't talked much about the comedy at all yet. Um, it's, it's really funny. Like there were several scenes I actually went back and kind of rewatched it like right after it ended. I was like, I'm going to go back and watch that again. And there were several things where I, I was just laughing out loud. Um, every, t- every time Amy, d- Amy Adams does the, uh, like, ah, ah, I, I die, I die laughing. Cause that is such a snow white thing. And it, she nails it. Like her tone, her singing tone and everything is like perfect. And it's so silly to me. Like I, my wife, Jessica and I laugh about that sometimes just, you know, it comes up in conversation. Like I'll, I'll start mm-hmm. singing or whatever. Um, like that's the way she gathers animals to her. It's just like <laughs> to do a little princess singing. Um, but no, there's um, it's got an, again, I mentioned elf. It's, it's got a little bit of an elf quality to it where elf is this movie where, where Will Ferrell is 
is a kid. He's, he's got like a five-year-old's mindset, but he's in this adult body. And there's a little bit of that going on here too. It's, it's different enough that it stands on its own, but she is very innocent. Like, um, or I'll give you one small example. There's a lot. I mean, there's two dozen more, but, um, when, when she first meets Robert Patrick Dempsey's character, um, he's like, she's like, um, she's like, everyone is just, everyone around here is just so mean. And he's like, yeah, welcome to New York. And she's like, thank you. (laughs) And it's just, it's just that very like childlike. This is actually the second movie in two weeks that we've done that has a childlike character. (laughs) Cause, um, uh, free guy is, is similar <laughs> yeah where he's he's just a uh, very oblivious and very innocent so but i think that's where a lot of the humor comes from um cool uh i we've we sometimes go in like order of scenes whatever and sometimes we just talk about like favorite scenes or whatever um i'm i'm good to just do the second one um what uh caitlin why don't we throw it back to you what where are some of like your favorite scenes obviously the music do you want to talk about the central park thing just cover the elephant in the room first. That to me is like the biggest scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed. They, they, um, I think I read that they, they took, um, I think it took, took like 13 or 13 days. It took a, like a couple weeks just to see the, the three minutes that you see on film. It took mm-hmm. like three weeks or two weeks to, for them to shoot it because they only had like seven days into over two weeks of good weather to even gotcha. shoot it. Like it took a while. It was raining a lot and stuff like that. And of course all those extras, they had like 450 yeah, people. That they all employed. those people that you have to all have them doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I like the message of the, of the song too. Like it's, it's fun to listen to and to watch. Obviously there's a lot of cool, yeah. thing, cool dancing in it. But, um, the, the message of the song basically is, is, you know, there are tells, you know, in any relationship, you know, um, when he does this, then you know that he loves you and stuff like that. Um, like when Grant wears my favorite color just to match my eyes. That's my, <laughs> my favorite line from that song. Yeah. I think it's like, you have to back up your words, like with actions, you can't just say that you love them. You have to show them by the things you do. Yeah. And then she sends the flowers <laughs> at the end with the birds. Which but I love his response, by the way. Like, I, I actually showed that. I Because it, it's the music. I knew that it would be okay for... There are some scenes I do not want my five-year-old to watch. Like, the scene when she's naked. Like, she's wearing a towel. but And then falls on top of Patrick Dempsey's character. And, like, yeah. there's a, a bunch of innuendo there. So, I, I, I wouldn't want her to watch the whole film. But I did, let her, I did let my five-year-old watch the songs. And in the middle of the song, there's this joke, whatever, where she does the... Ah, whatever, in these, like pigeons or doves or whatever come yeah. and take what is it flowers yeah or, yeah take this to to nancy mm-hmm. and then um <laughs> he goes he goes uh, uh are you crazy they're birds she, they don't know where she lives <laughs> <laughs> yep and i think that's uh, a lot of the humor and we'll come back to this I, I guess as we talk about it but um a lot of it a lot of the messaging and the the humor in the film keeps coming back to that's that that doesn't work here like your what is normal for you in your world is not normal here yeah and it just it doesn't it doesn't go so yeah yeah i was well i was talking earlier about like some of the scenes kind of like that where it's like there's one where she's like on top of a bull a billboard and it looks like a castle and she's like trying to go inside of it because she thinks it's like <laughs> an, a legit castle. And like that's kind of when Patrick Dempsey first sees her, I think. And yeah. he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And she like literally falls on him. Yeah. Because, um, you know, she's she's about to fall. And he like I, I would say he catches her, but it's more like he just is like, you know, the platform for which she yeah. lands. Yeah. So. And then with like the prince too, there's some really funny ones. Like when he first comes and he like slays the bus. Oh yeah. Like he comes out and he thinks the cars are like things he needs to like, you know, attack and protect people from. So then he like literally like impales the bus (laughs) with his sword and like opens something on the bus and all like stuff's going everywhere. Then the bus driver is just like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> yeah, she pulls over the whole bus. She's just like, yeah. you can't do that to my bus. Yeah. <laughs> so just things like that where it's like, they just have no idea what's actually going on in the real world. Yeah. They're just so oblivious. 
Yeah, I think they're all kind, they're all very innocent in in their own ways. Um, you know, maybe the queen the least so, but like even um, Nathaniel, which is like her uh, assistant uh, in the animated world. Yeah, Andalasia, I think is where they're from. Um, he's really dumb. Yeah, he's really dumb. Like that, a lot of them, like all of them, pretty much just don't get how. Like New York City is a far cry from their world, to be fair. But yeah, once once they come over, they just have no idea what's going on. So. Um, I also, as long as we're talking about characters, even though he doesn't say hardly anything in the movie, I really like Pip, <laughs> the chipmunk. Oh, yeah. I think he's hilarious, and he's really cute, um, which helps, I think, you know, endearing, um, you know, endearing the audience to him. But his little, like, acting out scenes, he's, like, the only one that is, like, really, truly smart. Like, he knows exactly what's going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to communicate that to, uh, what's his name, the Edward, yeah, the prince. The prince, um, who is literally the dumbest box of rocks. <laughs> yeah, on- he's dumb too. <laughs> and like, it's so clear what he's he's he can't. So in his world, he can speak because, of course, he's an animal and he can speak in his world. Yeah, because uh, it's that kind of world. And then he comes to New York City and he's just a regular chipmunk. He just squeaks. You can only and, act out. <laughs> so he, but he acts out these scenes in basically mime. <laughs> To Edward, and it's so obvious what he's saying. You know, he, hey, Nathaniel's gonna poison, you know, your girl with, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) with a poison apple, and she's gonna die. And he's like, oh, you like the way I look when I sleep, or whatever he says. Yeah. So, yeah. Very dumb. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, I think it's um, it's it's obviously serves the plot, but I love the fact that Robert is a divorce lawyer. Like, um, he is. They, there are other movies that do this kind of thing, but it's your, kind of your rom-com thing where the guy is obviously coming from a very different uh, worldview as the girl. Like she, th- she believes in happily ever after and you know, you meet your love and 24 hours later you get married and you're happy forever. And he's like, no, I help people get divorced and like happily ever after doesn't exist. And, I, you know, my, I make my living based on helping people separate from each other and how he has to kind of rectify that. Yeah. With her and, and then there's that couple that he's trying to help. And then she, yeah, she's just like, what? They're not in love anymore. <laughs> and they're like, is she crying? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's great how it, again, that's, I'm not trying to compare it to elf all the time. I'm just saying there are definitely some similarities and I, I, one of the big ones for me is like that she's she's out of touch. She has no idea what's going on, and she's really just kind of flying by the seat of her pants, just kind of learning as she goes. And yet, she's influencing people for good. Like people are like thanking her, and like she's changing their lives forever. Um, and uh, I don't know. That's that's fun to watch too. Just the the innocence of a child coming in and like you know improving real life scenarios, heavy scenarios. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, I think the wardrobe stuff, the the uh, dresses and things that she we- wears is actually really interesting. Um, I kind of sensed this, but then I had to look look it up just to make sure. But they they intentionally did the costuming. I didn't real. I don't know that I even realized this the first first watch of the film. I think this is maybe the third time I've seen it, and I don't think I I noticed it either time. You probably picked up on it. Um, a lot sooner than I did, but she is becoming more real world girl, like throughout the film. Um, did you get that sense where like you like I'm so watch like the first watch like a 30, 30 seconds from the first third of the movie, then watch 30 seconds from the middle of the movie and then 30 seconds from the end. And Amy Adams is acting differently and her voice is different. It's, it's very subtle as you're watching it, mm-hmm. but I kind of skipped through the movie after I finished watching it. And at the beginning of the movie, she's very, you know, um, ooh, ah, yeah, oh, you know, you know like yeah. she's, she's kind of got that high pitched voice and like, you know, um, you know, I don't know where I am. And, and uh, you know, won't you, kind sir, won't you help me? And it's like this homeless man that like steals her, whatever <laughs> runs. Like, yeah. and she's, she's just like surprised by everything. In the middle of the movie, she's kind of becoming a little bit more streetwise. By the end of the film, she kind of knows what's up. Like she's kind of knows what's going on. And her wardrobe changes uh, as those changes happen too. So yeah. she's very like... Uh, she's in the huge ball gown at yeah. the beginning. That like 
is ginormous. It's so huge. It, yeah. it's, it's comically huge in in re- live action. In animated form, it would actually like look totally normal. Yeah. But yeah, it's um by the way, it, um I'm full of little trivia facts because I, I was actually really fascinated to figure out how they shot this and uh, the production of it. Um that dress, the first dress that she wears, the very first scene you see her in live action in the coming up out of the sewer, um, that dress was forty five pounds. Think about wow. that. She said that Amy Adams was interviewed and was talking about how it w- it weighed her down so it was mostly all almost all the weight was around her waist. She felt like she was having like um was like what you call it like contractions or something like that. Um let me find the exact quote here. Yeah, uh Adams described it as grueling since the entire weight was on her hips. So, oh, traction, not contraction. So, occasionally it felt like she was in traction. So, yeah, I can't imagine wearing a 45 pounds crazy. costume. So, but then as the movie goes on, she's cutting more things out of like... Yeah, she makes stuff out of curtains. It curtains. was like the sound of music all over again. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> there's a couple scenes of, of sound of music. There's there's the Hills Are Alive uh, type of shot where she's yeah. like running through the grass with her arms out. When Edward comes for me. <laughs> um, which, by the way, Julie Andrews is the narrator yeah. for the film. So, she is. Yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, she... What she cuts out part of the rug of Mor- Morgan is the daughter of yeah. Robert. Um, so the the guy he Patrick Patrick Dempsey that she falls in love with. He he has he's divorced or I, I guess divorced. They don't actually say what yeah. happened. Well, no, they say that she, her, her mom left. So yeah, he's divorced and he lives with his daughter. And um, I think she cuts out part of her rug or something to make one of the yeah. dresses. So. She's cutting all sorts of stuff up in their apartment. But my point is, like, throughout the movie, she's getting more and more adapted to the yeah. world around her. Um, and I like that they did that on purpose. Like, they wanted to see her. They wanted the audience to see her evolving, like, as the... Yeah, because when she gets to the ball at the end, I mean, everyone else yeah. is kind of more, like, old-fashioned-y. And yeah. she's, like, super modern in her dress. Yeah, she she doesn't look anything like how she did when she first yeah. arrived. Like her hair is like actually really kind of straightened and like mm-hmm. looks a lot different. So, um, Grant, I haven't gotten you in a while. <laughs> you haven't talked to very much at all. Uh, what are some favorite scenes or um, funny things that happen? I would say that um, one of my favorite scenes is on the bridge where um, Edward shows up and he's singing. I've been dreaming of a true love's kiss and then a bunch of bikers come by and just run him over. And um, that's one of my favorite scenes. (laughs) Another one is Pip is probably one of my favorite characters. One is when he's hanging from the clothes rack. Oh, yeah. And they're basically using those hangers to a that you would attach clothes to. And those are basically like handcuffs for him. Or when he, or when, uh, Andrew throws him into the pizza. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's constantly running for his life when he's yeah. not trying to like mime something <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. No, he's great. Um, other scenes are, let's see. I mean, the innocence of Giselle is very humorous. And I mean, that's it pretty much is Elf, where she's so innocent, just like Elf going through and like trying the gum or going to try the world's best coffee. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's so funny where... We already talked about the homeless guy, but he just smiles at her and she's like, oh, that is so kind. And then he takes her tiara and just runs away. Yeah, she's very trusting of everyone uh, until she realizes that everyone in, everyone in this world is so mean. Um, yeah, I, uh, Patrick Dempsey's character, Robert, um, describes her as, um, he's like, did you escape from a Hallmark card or something? <laughs> she's just kind of like, very um, cutesy and you know, um, you know, easy. Honestly, gullible. Really, if you want to get you know, kind of mean about it um, throughout the whole the whole movie, she's confused by the shower. She's like, "Where's the water come from?" 
this is this is such a magical place. He's like, I don't know, it comes from the pipes or something. <laughs> and then it's always so comical where um, Robert's girlfriend, Idea Menzel, just walks in at, or Karen, I think that's Nancy. her. Nancy. Um, Karen. <laughs> she is kind of a Karen. How she just walks in at all the impromptu, improper times. Yeah. Like when, the first time when Giselle's like laying on top of Robert. Dude, she, she, okay, so, you know, you may, you can fill in the gaps of what I'm about to say, but she's, she's only wearing a towel and she falls on top of him and like giggles and they, they literally fall out of the bathroom together, like into the hallway and she's naked. Like she's, she only has a towel on and, um, uh, she, then it just gets worse from there. She's like, he's trying to explain. He's like, Oh, you know, um, she's, she's just, no, this isn't what it looks like. She's just a friend, whatever. And she's like, is this why you never wanted me to sleep over at your apartment? You know, you told me it was because of Morgan, but it's because you want, he's like, um, he's like, no, 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 it's not what it looks like. And he's like, he's like, are you, you're going to have girl time, uh, girl time with Morgan, right? You're going to take her to school. And she's like, what? So you can have your girl time. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) So, um, now I I don't have very many negatives for the movie. I really do love this movie. It's it's I think it's I wouldn't watch it every year, but I think it's like it is kind of infinitely rewatchable. Like I could watch it every couple of years for the rest of my life. But um, the the movie is a little um, shallow. I think so. She is like crushed and leaves in a huff, and like I think I mean you you would think she's just gonna drop him, you know break up with him. It's over. Dump him on the spot. But she gets flowers from him and then everything's okay. <laughs> I thought that, would, I, I know it's, it's, it's but like the flowers really aren't even from him though. Or they're the ones Giselle sent. Well, she, she, so she, he goes to see her after the, the big central park thing. She's like, Oh, I love the flowers. It's so thoughtful. And, um, he's like, he's like, I, I'm telling you, there really is nothing between me and Giselle. And she's like, Oh, I believe you now. It's okay. I'm like, uh, I don't think that's how that would go down, but okay. <laughs> so, but this is one of those movies where you're not really supposed to think too hard about it. Yeah. So, um, is this a good uh, romantic comedy? Like, does this does this rank with like the Sleepless in Seattle's and movies like that? Probably, yeah. I think so. You've got all the tropes of it, like um, love triangle. Um, you know, guy that is with a girl that, you know, she doesn't deserve him. <laughs> like you're rooting for like the, the main character girl, you know, to fall in love. There's always uh, scenes where like they almost kiss, but then they don't. And then, you know, it looks like yeah. he's going back to her, but then at the very last second he comes back around. So I think it's got a lot of the, I mean, I'm being mean, but like the cliches of a typical rom-com. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's well done here. The acting is really good. Um, and it's unique enough that it doesn't feel like the Hallmark romantic movie that you've seen a dozen times. Yeah. So it's not super predictable, I guess. Um, there are a lot of Disney princess references in the movie. I I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. I didn't realize this until I was looking at the cast list after, after that. Are you aware of like all the, they, they, the, the women that voiced Disney princesses are in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So the girl, the biggest one is um, Jodie Benson, who is Ariel. Um, she plays the assistant. It's Robert's assistant at the mm. at the business. She's the one that's like, um, Giselle is like drinking the aquarium water. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she spits out like a fish into a cup. Mm-hmm. Like if she drinks some of it, he's, she, he's like, don't drink that. Um, and then she's, she's like talking about her behind her back. She's just like, you know, what is, what is up with this girl or whatever? That's Jodie Benson. She, hmm. she's the voice of Ariel. Um, and then there's a brief Pocahontas. Um, uh, the, the lady that did the singing voice for Pocahontas is in the apartment building when, when, uh, Edward is going door to door. She's behind one of the doors. Um, she's the mom. Okay. Uh, and then, um, what were the other ones? Um, oh, Paige O'Hara is the voice of Belle. Mm-hmm. from beauty and the beast. And she is, she's actually got quite a few lines too. She is inside of the television, the uh, magic mirror as Edward calls it from the oh. hotel room. 
she is in the soap opera that he's watching. She's okay. the woman in that shot. So Pedro Hare is in it. Um, I just thought it's cool, like very clever that they wanted to incorporate. Like th- this is obviously a love letter to princess Disney princess movies. Yeah, it's I would just say especially Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, um, Cinderella. There's a lot of heavy references to those three, but also other ones as well. That there's a, a kind of a sly uh, in the during the um, uh, that's how you how you know or whatever song. Um, there's a scene where. Robert is like rowing a boat through like a pond. It looks exactly like kiss the girl. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of winks and nods to old princess movies. Um, so, which really works. Like, I think if you grow like you, I mean, I grew up on princess movies too. Like I wasn't super into them since I was a little boy, but uh, I did watch them all. And, um, this movie, I think captures the, the essence of those movies really well. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't know that I w- would have honed on this on the first watch, but now going back to the movie, I, I really, I kind of zeroed in a lot on any scene where Giselle was with Morgan. Um, I thought there, there are very few scenes, not, there's not a lot of content there, but, um, and, and clearly at, at the end of the movie, she, you know, Morgan's big thing is like, no one can replace my mom, but Giselle is like the perfect replacement for her mom. And, she's really the only one that she could would ever call mom. Like she, she keeps calling Nancy's stepmother. Like she'll always be my stepmother. Um, mm-hmm. but, Giselle, but Giselle actually becomes her mom. But um, like they go shopping together, shopping spree. And there's some really cute warm, you know, heartwarming moments where she's like, Oh, is this what it's like to go shopping with your mom? And blah, yeah. Blah, blah. So I, I really like watching the two of them together. I don't think the Morgan actress is like the best actress, but she's also a child. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was sweet the way that they interacted with each other. So, um, and then, I mean, the ending of the movie is she dies. Like, I, I think that's a big twist. Um, I think a lot of the ending is kind of a twist. She does actually bite an apple. There's three apples and it's the third one that ends up killing her. Um, when she's laying there and, and two princes, you know, basically, a real prince Edward and then yeah. the other you know obviously Patrick it's gonna Dempsey. be yeah, yeah obviously it's gonna be Robert at yeah. the end you're like okay I, I think I know what's going on here this is like a Snow White you know Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. situation but um, I don't know I, I like the ending just because she becomes a hero at the end kind of like Robert gets taken by the dragon it's not it's not the princess that gets taken by the dragon yeah that's not the damsel in distress yeah that you're used to seeing um She's instead being a heroine. Yeah. And I think we're, we're used to seeing that more now. Like um, Frozen is probably the biggest recent example where the girls are the heroes. It's not the, the boys that are in their lives are like background characters. Mm-hmm. But that in 2007, there what, wasn't really anything like that. The ending of this movie is actually kind of revolutionary for the yeah. time. Because um, the princesses always need to be saved up until this point. So now Shrek was kind of doing it too. And I, I looked at the timeline cause I couldn't remember what years the Shrek movies came out. Um, this movie came out the same year as Shrek the third, the third movie. Okay. Um, and I think Shrek was kind of toying with that idea already. I think culturally we were ready for like a, a princess heroine. Um, but I don't think Disney had done it. Um, they might've been responding to the Shrek franchise a little bit, but yeah, this is a pretty, um, uh, pretty stark change. I think for, things so um what else uh giselle opens a fashion business at the end so she can sell her um dresses made out of curtains apparently (laughs) (laughs) and then nancy returns to the fairy tale world oh that's right she falls in love with edward edward Mm -hmm. yeah um i do this is also very cliche rom-com but um Robert's character changes through the movie too. And his big thing is like, I don't believe in love at first sight. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, I've only known you for three days and I already know that I love you. Like, even though he, two days ago, he said that's impossible. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah. And then he has true love's kiss. Yep. He's her her true love. Grant, sing your song. You can. The ogre. (laughs) Isn't that what it is? True love's kiss. The, the troll. Oh, is it a troll? I didn't know <laughs> yeah. what it was. 
but the thing that sings really low. Yeah. That um, part's funny. Dude, we, t- the, okay, so we're, we're about to wrap up, but we completely skipped over the happy working song. That's, oh yeah. That's like one of the biggest scenes. Where in the she movie. cleans the entire apartment. I think that song's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I watched, I watched just that one scene with Jessica. She didn't have time to watch the rest of the movie, but I was like, come come watch this. This is great. And she's doing that like, ah, ah, ah. and instead of like beautiful doves and mice and stuff like that, it's like rats and pigeons and, um, there's like bugs, roaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause it's New York, it's New York city. So of course Oof. that's the only animals that can come. Yeah. And she's, she's definitely turned off, but then she's like, uh, oh, well, you know, every day is a good day to make a new friend. <laughs> yeah. So, and they help her clean the apartment. Yep. Very Snow White-ish. And I, th- I think that's that's a catchy song, too. It's not as catchy as the other one. Yeah. But, um, um, happy working song. I think it's it's catchy. So. Uh, anything else? Not really. Yeah. I thought I the the only other I don't want to end on a negative, but the only other negative thing I, I found in the movie is I, I didn't I wasn't particularly compelled to watch the scenes between Giselle and Edward. Like there's a scene towards the end of the movie where they go on a date and it it's kind of funny because he's like eating a hot dog and has like a Statue of Liberty hat oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's 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 very expected. Um like there's not any surprises in that scene. Like Obviously, they're not going to have fun on their dates, and it's really it only serves to get them to the ball um, at the end mm-hmm. for the big the big dance number and everything. So um, I thought that that part was a little slow, a little slow. But um, so do I have any other trivia facts? I don't think so. Um, yeah, the only other note I had was that the sequel's coming out. Soon. Yeah. Um. You excited to see yeah. the, the sequel? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know much about it, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think they've. I don't think they've announced very much. Like uh, the only thing I saw is that they were filming it in Ireland, which makes me think maybe they're doing like an Andalusia thing. Like Ireland's really beautiful, obviously, and mm-hmm. nothing like New York City. Um, so if they're filming in like the hills of Ireland, like I'm thinking they're probably going for more of a fantasy type uh, feel. Maybe they have to go to Andalusia to save, you know, Andalusia from some impending doom or something like that. Yeah. So um, maybe a lot of that movie is animated. We, we don't really know much about it, but um, it's supposed to be coming out this year in the fall is kind of what they've been saying. So, but yeah, they, they filmed everything last year. So I think it's, it's probably imminent. I think, I think it's, well, I don't know. They could always change their mind, but I believe it's coming straight to Disney Plus. Like, I don't think they're going to release it. Do it in, in theaters. In theaters, so. But I think when it comes out, um, we need to have you back and, and review the, I think it's called Disenchanted. Yep. Is the sequel. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm i excited to, to see the sequel, see where they take it. Yeah, yep. it should be good. Uh, by the way, that uh, it is confirmed that like it's all, it's the same cast. I think, I think even Marsden said announced that he was in it. Um, but it, it's of course Amy Adams. You can't do it without her. And uh, Patrick Dempsey's back. Like it's it's all the, the the only recast that they had to make was Morgan, which you know that's pre- probably pretty obvious. But um, they're going to recast her character. But um, I think I want to say I saw. Yeah, I'm almost positive I saw Adina Menzel's signed on for it too. So it's pretty much the same cast. It's just 15 years later. Hmm. So do you believe, Interesting. The, believe the movie came out 15 years ago? No, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 2007. All right. Um, I think that's, that's probably it on that. Um, what else are you guys watching on Disney plus these days? Anything you want to recommend to the folks? Grant. We've already talked about this. So, so well, We've mainly just been watching that so Raven. Yeah. And it continues to be good. How far yeah. are you, how far along are you now? I don't know. Like 14 episodes in, 15. And this isn't like a like a reboot or anything. This is the original. This is the original. The original. Okay. They have a more it's kind of like a reboot called Raven's Home. Okay. I where it's like that. she's um, has kids and everything. 
and then it's more, more about like her kids. But no, this is the original That's So Raven. The reason why I was drawn to that show is because I used to watch Raven on the Cosby show. Yeah. That's the only, that's literally one of the only things I know about That's So Raven is that yeah. it's, it's the same actress from that show. Yeah. But yeah, so I watched it a lot growing up. But um, it's not tied to Cosby Show at all, right? It's it's no, not a spin-off. It's completely different. Okay. Yeah, because she's a psychic and she gets these visions about things that are going to happen before they happen. Is this? Um, I know, like it, it came out in the early two thousands, so you know, you were teen years when it came out. Is yeah. this for teens? Like, yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's enjoyable but, if you could watch just for nostalgia. Yeah, I would say it's for teens. But I just think it's very interesting because a lot of the sa- the shows during that time period that came out, like, for example, Lizzie McGuire, which is another one of my favorites, yeah. Hannah Montana. We were discussing this the other day, me and Grant, about how they all have a main character that's a girl, but she always has a girl best friend and a guy best friend, and she always has a brother. <laughs> Literally in all of these show, like Disney Channel shows, I think you've cracked the code. I yeah, think- like it's always like a guy and a girl, <laughs> best friend, and then a brother. Yeah, it is the same. It's the same stuff. Disney's selling us the same stuff over yeah. and over again. Wow, I know. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? That makes me. How come I never it? realized all this? <laughs> that makes me want to watch it even less. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like, what the heck? It's literally the same stuff over and over again, and I never realized this as a kid. <laughs> So four seasons um, altogether uh, looks like roughly twenty some episodes. Are you going to watch all like eighty something episodes? Probably eventually, but is this a, this is a ha- half hour show like without commercials? Yeah, twenty two minutes. Yeah. Or... Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, you can you can chomp through like four or five episodes in a row pretty easily. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Is it? I mean, I, I'm sure it's a comedy. Is it funny? Like, is it? Funny to watch now? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's pretty good. Grant enjoys her little brother. <laughs> but he also has like his own show. What's his show called? Corey in the House. Yeah. That came out after this show? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it that is a spinoff. Like it's this, Yeah. It's a spinoff of the Raven show. Yeah. But that hasn't came to Disney Plus yet. I find that really odd, by the way. I, I still don't know what's that can't that show can't be wrapped up in licensing. Yeah. Like I'm I'm guessing it's just practical. Like the they have to convert a file or so you know, like they're working on it, but it's not top of the list, you know. No offense, but like it's probably not like the first thing that people are searching for in Disney Plus. Yeah. So it is for probably, right? Well, I'm sure it is, but um yeah. They they realize they have time. It's been a couple of years though. It's like they've had lots of time to to prep that show. But I'm sure they have to quality control all that stuff. And when you have 80 episodes to sift through, like there's a lot of time involved in like making sure that it looks right and sounds right. I mean, what else do they have to do? Come on, Disney Plus. subtitles. Like make sure everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work. So, um, but like the format of the screen is the same, right? Like is is it a square like four by three? It's not wide. That's this isn't widescreen era. I don't know. No. So, but they didn't stretch it. Like, have you ever watched like Seinfeld? The Seinfeld aired from eighty nine to ninety eight, and you watch it on uh, TV now, and it's it's in widescreen, which there was mm. clearly not widescreen back then. But they zoom. They do this weird zooming thing. They have to like literally remaster every episode to make it look in, normal in widescreen. Yeah. Um, but I imagine they're just basically just taking the original reels and digitizing them or whatever they have to do. Hmm. So interesting. Well, I don't have anything to report. I um, have not watched uh, anything other than Enchanted. I need to. I keep telling myself I need to get back to to Rebels, uh, Star Wars Rebels. But um, who knows when I will have time to do that? Um, should we look at what's coming out on Disney Plus this week? Let's um, do it. The first um, thing, I don't know if it's first in the list, but um, the big thing that I think a lot of people are waiting for is is Turning Red, and it's coming out this Friday, and so I'll, I'll mention that here in a second, but we are going to cover that uh, that movie on our next episode. So 
Um, probably our episode will release like three days or so after the movie comes out. We might, I, Grant, we'll talk about this after we record, but we might do a separate spoiler, like in the main show, do like a non-spoiler review just so people can like get our thoughts on it, but not, you know, actually spoil the, the plot. Um, and then maybe release like a, you know, a companion episode that does full spoilers for people that have already seen it. <clears throat> but, um, since it's new, like no one, no one in the world has seen this movie until Friday. Um, we might talk about doing that. So, um, all right. So here's what's coming out for this Wednesday. Um, as you're listening to this probably tomorrow, March 9th, um, the proud family louder and prouder episode four, obviously we're going to get an episode of that. Every oh week. yeah. Have you watched any of that? No, but Grant's sister loves it. Is it, uh, it's animated as I'm assuming it's a, like a sitcom comedy type. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't really have any interest, interest in watching it. I don't really have Me time either. for shows like that anymore. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I can barely watch the stuff I want to watch. And a lot of that's um, on the back burner. Um, Weekend Family season one. Uh, Weekend Family is a French jubilant com- comedy. Is it in French? I guess so. That chronicles the life of an, a new step family that meet up every weekend. Oh, I read about this. This is a new show. Like this is like a straight to Disney. I think it's original Disney plus original content. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw an ad for this. Um, but when the father gets into a relationship with a new partner, the weekends take on an, a whole new turn. I didn't know that it was in French. <laughs> the The poster literally has French like on the poster. So I'm assuming you're watching it with subtitles. That's super bizarre. Strange. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. So just those two things for, for Wednesday. And then obviously the, the, you know, the big thing, the big release this week is turning red. Um, uh, Jordan watched the trailer again this morning. Um, I wa- I caught like the second half of it, whatever. I think it looks really good. Um, I don't know that this is going to be like when it picks our biggest hits. I, I don't, I don't think it probably will be. Um, but it is, I'm reading this essentially about, it, it's a, you know, characterization of um, puberty, like, you know, transitioning from child to adolescence. Um, and her, like, manifestation of that is she turns into a big red panda when she gets angry or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think it looks really cute. Jordan's super excited to watch it, even though she's five and she doesn't even know what the word puberty even means. <laughs> um, but I'm excited just for her to see it and then, you know, talk about it on the podcast. So, uh, we'll come back around to that next week. Um, also coming out on Friday is Embrace the Panda, the making of Turning Red. So uh, if you're curious on how they put that together, then watch that. And that's it. <laughs> There's just three things. Wow, coming out what week. a big yeah. week. It's it's not the the shortest. The shortest, I think the record for the, the smallest number of releases in a single week was two. Didn't we have one that was two? I think so. It was like one on Wednesday and one on Friday or none on one of the days. Um, so yeah, three, three releases. Well, I guess four technically with the making of, um, it's pretty, pretty low, but it's also been kind of low recently. So, and I'm looking down, down the list and I see daredevil seasons one through three and punishers. Oh, I keep forgetting about punisher seasons one and two. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming out next week because all the Netflix stuff is releasing. I, it will be so wild. I know we covered this already about like launching Disney plus on my account and seeing recommendations for watching daredevil. That, that will be such a weird, a weird experience. Um, but very welcome. Uh, Caitlin, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. I had a good fun discussion about that movie. We, yep. ex- we excluded grant as much as we could. Yep. We made, made him set, uh, keep all of his thoughts to only 28 words. It was okay. <laughs> You like Enchanted. Yeah. It it's a good movie. Yeah. I it is clearly I think more more appealing to girls. Is that sexist to say? Yes. No, it's not. No. It's not. Um, Rom-coms usually are. I mean, so. yeah, I think in in general the the genre does, but it's it's literally about Disney princesses like yeah. and a real world what a, a Disney princess would look like in New York City. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think girls have thought about that at some point anyways, and they're just watching the movie and they're just loving it. I, I think guys mostly approach it just from a, a standpoint of it's funny. 
um, there's, you know, um, intriguing conversations about her world versus his and all that kind of stuff. Maybe some of the romance is, is somewhat appealing. But yeah, the movie is clearly um, geared towards girls. But I'm a guy and I love that movie. So it can be done. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review on something you've watched on Disney Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. If you watch uh, Turning Red this weekend and want to send in your thoughts about that, we can read some of your thoughts on uh, our next next podcast episode. Uh, Turning Red is it for next week. We're just going to be covering that. And then, of course, the news and what else we've been watching, all that good stuff. Um, so tune in next week for that. Uh, we will talk to you next week about Turning Red. 